Hey, sisters. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you today. Welcome back to the pod. I'm going to be sharing with you a simple three-step process that made all the difference for me when it came to balancing my hormones, to hearing my body, and to getting results again. We're going to be going through the most important things you need to know to help relieve the stress in your body and start feeling results in your weight loss and energy suck again without adding more to your to-do list. I can't wait. Let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. What's up, sisters? It is Bria here, and I am so excited to connect with you on this topic today. You know, I know so many of you are feeling frustrated. That's probably why you're here tuning into this podcast. What I hear again and again with my clients is how frustrated they are feeling in their body. Maybe it is feeling stuck in terms of weight loss, like you're doing all the things and it's not working. Maybe it's feeling bloated and indigestion and you're not really sure why you keep trying to eliminate food or you keep, you know, trying to to try different supplements and nothing's working. Maybe you feel out of control of your emotions or your skin, or maybe it feels like an all-out revolt. I'm going to give you three things today that started me on my process to healing when I was feeling just like you in my body. Frankly, like it was betraying me. We're going to cover morning routines, what and when to eat, and what and when to move. So be sure to grab a pen and paper or have your notes section open on your phone so you can audio note this business because, you know, well, typing takes longer. And if you're on the go, like I usually am, that audio note um, audio note option is a total lifesaver. You just have to remember to go in and clean it up every now and then. I swear I have like a million audio notes and I need to delete them. <laughs> um, okay, so listen. When I was about 38, when I started to experience what I like to think of as the snowball effect of my hormones overtaking me, you know, what we know in science is, and the female reproductive system is that the magical age of 35 really begins to kick off perimenopause or premenopause, whatever you call it. It's when our body starts to notice a little shift in our hormones as we move towards menopause. And I feel like it's important to note here that, you know, we're so used to thinking menopause, duh, 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 but menopause doesn't have to be so bad. It can be a great time when you no longer have to bleed every single month. And, uh, and it can actually, we can ease into it. Most women can ease into it, I should say, you know, with more like gentle rolling tides instead of crazy tsunamis of, um, 
of, of emotions, of symptoms, of discomfort and things like that. So I was around 38, not quite 38, 37 when this started happening to me, when I really started noticing this. And I want to preface this by saying, you know, at that point I had been a solid eight years of being pretty consistent in the health and fitness industry as a personal trainer, as a fitness coach. I was a non-negotiable wake up and work out six days a week, no matter what, whether it was on vacation. And I pushed myself in those hard workouts. And I would say I ate clean 80% of the time, 70 on vacations. Um, and what I started noticing, you know, was first, all of a sudden it was like, I was feeling a little fluffier or a little bit like bloated or discomfort more often than not in my, in my body. And, and then it became all of a sudden this sort of irregular period situation where all of a sudden my period wasn't as normal as it used to be. Um, and follow that up with, you know, these, my skin started acting a little bit worse. Like as I got closer to my period, you know, I would break out way more and they would sort of, this, these breakouts would last a little bit longer for me. You know, and my skin itself just started to feel like it was losing its elasticity. I was beginning to wake up more and more with night sweats at night. And, and just in general, I was feeling more agitated, more irritable. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, is this menopause? Is this, am I heading into menopause? Before I, before I explored that option though, I was like, okay, I must just need to work out harder, clean up my eating. And, and I pushed myself really hard. And what I, what I noticed is that in order to get up earlier, to get a longer workout in, I was taking in more caffeine in the day. Um, and, and then I was finding myself having these crazy sugar cravings in the afternoon or these energy crashes. And finally it all sort of ended up where I was in this place and I noticed if I didn't have a nap in the afternoon, I was totally falling asleep about 7.30 at night on the couch, unless I was on the go taking kiddos to sports practices and things like that. I could not keep myself awake. And it started to feel a bit depressing to me. I remember thinking, I'm 37, 38. Is this really what I have to look forward to over the next 40 years. You know, I remember thinking there's no way that I am in my mind being this healthy, that I'm doing all the things more than most people being very consistent with my fitness, um, that, and, and this is the best I'm going to feel. And on top of that, if I wanted to change, does it mean I could never have wine? I could never have sugar. And frankly, it really did all start to depress me a little bit. And as someone who was a personal trainer and a holistic health coach, you know, who focuses on nutrition coaching with people, I had begun to hear this again and again as well from my clients. What I'm doing is no longer working. I just don't feel right. I just don't feel like myself. And, and it was remembering those stories from my other clients and feeling so frustrated and low in my own journey that really drove me first to my healthcare practitioner, to my doctor. And I remember going in and talking to her and saying, Esther, she's amazing. I really love this woman. I think I'm in menopause. And bless her, you know, she was, she's so good. She asked me a lot of questions. She did my blood work. And at the end of it, she said, honestly, Brea, you're, you're the picture of health. And, you know, on one hand, you feel relieved when someone says that to you, right? Because as a mom, I feel like as we get older, we get really hypochondriac-y. I know that's not a word. I do. I do know. 
but you know what I mean. You get, you know, a little bit fearful of dying because I think our mortality starts to settle in on us and we have these more existential crises and we think about our kids growing up without us and, and we start to stress out a little bit more. So we're more sensitive to that fear. So on one hand, I was relieved, but on the other hand, I was really frustrated. If, if, if I wasn't in menopause and nothing was majorly wrong with me, why on earth was I feeling this way? And it was a little, as I said, depressing because the idea, and I'm sure you can relate to this, the idea of sitting in that pocket for the rest of my life or things getting worse made me feel you know, pretty low and pretty bleak about, about my future. So I remember thinking, uh-uh, I am not ready to wave my white flag and say, I am just aging and this is just this. I hadn't spent enough time learning and understanding and researching what it meant when these hormonal shifts start to happen and how they impact us in our fitness and in our nutrition. So I, that this really kicked off a year and a half of deep dive research for me to better understand the female body and my body specifically, how our hormones work, how they're impacted, and what I found was really shocking. And and this is where this podcast has really come from. If I had begun to better understand and hear the whispers of my body earlier, then I wouldn't have come so far down the path for it to start screaming at me. But all these symptoms that we start to feel, irregular periods or heavy periods or lighter periods, you know, extreme PMS, bloating, discomfort in our body, funny bowel movements, all of these things are the way our body whispers to us and starts to tell us, hey, hey, you, something's not right. We need to do this. This is no longer working for me. We need to do things a little differently. And and in this process, and that is what I share on this podcast, it was, there were three things that got me started to begin to feel a little bit better in my body. Um, because there, there's a lot of things, right? We're all bio-individual, but there were three very specific things that I want to give to you today that were my starting point in helping me feel like myself again and creating the space for me to better understand what's going on in my body, to feel happy and energized again, uh, and, and get back to the hobbies and things that I love. So many of us at this age, you know, our kids are getting older and we're like, what's a hobby? My hobby is my kids, isn't it? Um, but in fact, things like fitness or, you know, or hiking or, you know, really anything, we, we can all have hobbies, but ultimately daily workouts are more of a hobby than, you know, a punishment or something on our body. So I wanted to get back to feeling good and moving every single day without that depletion, without that exhaustion, without that total crazy cravings in the afternoon and without my body feeling like it's aging before my eyes. So here are my three very clear tips and steps that is going to help you start to feel better right away. Number one, I want you to shut off your alarm. And I know you're going to say, Bria, I need to get up and do things in my life. Here's the thing. What we know is that about 95% of people need a minimum of seven to nine hours of sleep in order to repair, in order to fight off sickness, in order to cleanse out our organs. All our organs do like a a self-cleaning oven situation at night. And if they cannot reset, then they're bogged down in the morning. So I want you to skip your morning workouts permission to skip and shut off your alarm unless you are getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep. 
Walking is enough. If you are a hardcore fitness person, I know you will fit your fitness in or some type of movement for your mental health in later on in the day, elsewhere in the day. Uh, But what the most important thing I did first was actually allow myself to sleep a little more. So if you are not sleeping seven to nine hours a night consistently or getting a nap in there in the day in a way that works in your life, this is the first and very, I'd say it a very critical and most important step. We want to make sure we're locking in that seven to nine hours of sleep. We have to protect that. Without that, our body cannot function uh, and do the things that it needs to do in order for us to have energy, in order for us to metabolize, you know, stored fat instead of, um, instead of storing more fat, you know, to regulate the hormones that are coming through us. And I will tell you, my clients are shocked when they don't gain weight here. You might be a little worried, a little freaked out. Yes, you can still wake up and go for a walk. But what I want is for you not to set your alarm earlier so that you can do a hard workout. I want you to make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep. And for me, that was critical. My body began to relax. It began to settle in. My mind was losing it a little bit. I I totally appreciate that. But I found other ways in this walk later and in educating myself to, to start to trust the process and believe that my body, if given half a chance, will heal itself. So number one, I want you to shut off your alarm unless you are sleeping at least seven to nine hours, getting up for a hard workout first thing in the morning. If you're in these pre-menopause and menopause years and you're stuck is a no, no. Yes to walking, yes to yoga, but do not make yourself wake up without getting that amount of sleep. Not to mention, after a hard workout, we our muscles need to repair in order for them to grow. Otherwise, they just kind of consume themselves in layman's terms. So we don't want to expend this energy if we're not getting the benefit of it. Make sure you're sleeping those seven to nine hours of sleep. Okay, number two, do not start your day with caffeine. I repeat, do not start your day with caffeine. What we know is that caffeine, and some people are very sensitive to caffeine, but even if you're not sensitive to caffeine, when you start your day with caffeine, and I was starting mine with a pre-workout every single day, and it was getting to the point where I was having two scoops. I know I should be ashamed of myself, but I needed it. I needed it to push through these hard workouts. When you start your day with caffeine, you automatically get this extreme um, burst of cortisol. It raises the cortisol in your body. It's a, it's very stressful on the system. And a couple things can happen. One, when, when it's, when your cortisol is always elevated, you can eventually go into adrenal fatigue, which is really, really hard. What you'll notice is you're kind of exhausted all the time. You can't really sleep enough. And like you might sleep for nine plus hours and wake up and still feel tired. But if this cortisol is elevated, the moment cortisol comes on the scene, then all of a sudden it's like all hell breaks loose in the body and nothing else can get done. It's like the big boss walking in, everything's got to pause so we can deal with this cortisol. And at the same time, the rest of the body is wondering, where's the threat? Where's the threat? Because it's the stress hormone. And so it prepares to handle this threat the same way our body would prepare to run from a lion or tiger or bear prehistorically. And it suppresses our metabolism and amps up our fat storage in order for us to have the energy stored that we need to run away from the threat or survive the threat. So we really want to make sure we are not starting with our caffeine. Yes, I still have caffeine. There are 
there's a lot of literature, a lot of information on specifically with women and hormones that we should quit caffeine altogether. I am of the mind that balance is key. So I make sure to have mine either with breakfast or after breakfast as much as I can. I do sometimes, I do sometimes slip up. Um, instead, I want you to start your day with a warm water with lemon or greens. The value of warm water with lemon and the lemon really should be real lemon, not from concentrate. The value of that is that it gently goes in and there's an enzyme in the lemon that really helps support the liver to to do its job, which is to cleanse out the toxins, to process all of your excess hormones that keep still coming at us every 28 days in their flow and also process through the cortisol. So it just kind of gives that little super boost to your liver um, and or greens. Starting your day with a really great greens juice, and I will make sure in the show notes to put the one that I love, uh, it, it lays the groundwork in your gut for healthy, you know, healthy flora in there. It feeds the healthy gut bacteria. You will notice immediately with this one within three or four days that your cravings are fewer, that you're more energized. Plus you're automatically hydrating yourself first thing in the morning. So really getting that hydration in after being fasted without liquid all night long. I mean, you guys, our bodies are like cucumbers. We're 60% water and we've now gone seven to nine hours without any type of hydration. Um, and for a lot of us, we try to go more than that because we don't want to be up peeing all night, if you know what I mean. So we want to make sure we lay that groundwork. And it is, I will tell you, this greens juice first thing in the morning is easily one of the most high impact thing I hear back from my clients and certainly for me. The moment I started drinking these greens first thing in the morning with some water, um, it was I, I just felt natural energy. I was able to calmly go through whatever movement I was going to do that day, you know, whether it was yoga, whether it was, whether it was um, you know, a, a gentle cardio, whether it was weightlifting, I was able to move through it without these crazy crashes later on. Again, if if you are looking for a great greens, my favorite is Organifi Green Juice. If you use my name, Bria, as a discount code uh, at the checkout, you can get a 15 to 20% off. But we layering that greens is really great. Also starting with the warm water with lemon is really great. And making sure your caffeine, if you're having it, is one cup a day and that you have it with your breakfast or after your breakfast, okay? So number three, the third most high impact thing was to eat three regular meals to manage our blood sugar. So one of the fastest way to mess up your hormones is to have irregular blood sugar. And if you are living in a stressed out body, when you first wake up in the morning, you do want to be having some food, you know, about an hour and a half after you wake up or within that first hour and a half, we'll say, um, because we want to make sure that what we're getting in the body, and I would definitely recommend a savory breakfast over a sweet breakfast. Um, there's an incredible woman called the uh, glucose goddess who talks a lot about glucose specifically and how it impacts the body. And you can follow her on Instagram. But when we start with a savory breakfast, our blood sugar is much more managed. And when we have more regular blood sugar all throughout the day by eating three or four regular meals, right? Like eating every three hours or so, then we find that we reduce the cravings, we reduce the stress on the hormones. Any added stress on the body 
impacts our hormones and throws them out of whack. And because at in perimenopause or premenopause, we're already starting to battle hormone imbalance. That's what is happening, right? Our hormones are not coming the same way they were when they were humming like a brand new sports car, or, you know, when we first got our periods at 13. Um, now things are just getting a little wonky, right? So we just need to be a little bit more delicate, a little bit more consistent with our blood sugar. So making sure that you're waking up, eating a good savory breakfast, first thing, you know, an hour, an hour and a half in the morning, having your coffee after that, you know, obviously layering with that greens first and getting enough sleep. They are three simple tips. They really don't add any more to your day. It's just a small little shift. In fact, it takes things off the day if you're waking up and working out hard. And it allows your body some space right away to begin to heal. And that was what I noticed for me, that even the first week of doing these three things, I immediately felt an exhalation in my body. I immediately felt my body relax a little bit more. I noticed right away my cravings dropping. I started to have a little bit more energy. I wasn't so exhausted at night. And after a few weeks of this, I was able to begin to layer in a little bit more serious fitness in, in there because that was a hobby of mine, something that I love so much. All right, you guys, those are my three key tips. What, you know, what your homework is from this episode is that I want you to do these three things for an entire week and then share in my free period whisperer community to tell me how you felt in your body. Um, you can get in the period whisperer community by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the period whisperer. And I want to remind you to focus on being more in your life and not just less on a scale. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.